0: good morning good morning what's up man how you doing i'm
1: good man how are you
0: doing Doing well it's monday another day another week
1: another day and i want to welcome everybody to our first episode of coffee and clark's i'm javian
0: i'm tyler and this is our uh, music podcast that uh we decided to come up with a couple months ago right
1: yeah i think
0: we were uh i think we're on a zoom call And we got into some deep conversations. And then all of a sudden, we're like, yo, we should start a podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were talking for like over an hour. It was like, we should record this. So here (laughs) we are. We're (laughs) recording it now. Uh, Now we're doing the thing. Now we're doing the thing. Um, And the purpose of our our, our podcast is we want to talk about things that we've experienced. Uh, Tyler and I, both are trumpet players, musicians. And we want to kind of talk about you know, our lives, what we've seen, what we've experienced either through school or through our profession, um, and talk about the challenges that we face um, and talk about things we're interested in, such as coffee. Uh, we talk about, we drink a lot of coffee, so we'll talk about some coffee throughout the show and, and, and an array of different issues.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess there's like four main points that we want to talk about is kind of life within music. So like the performance side of it. Um, Obviously the education side, we're both big. I mean, Javi and you're a college professor. So that's the forefront of what you do. But we also, you know, love teaching life outside of just trumpet too. So lifestyle is going to come into this, which can include, you know, diet, exercise, mental health, you know, all these things that we, add to our tool belt to tool belt excuse me besides just playing trumpet um and then of course coffee speaking of which this morning i actually had to go out and buy beans yesterday Mm. because i was out and i was like you can't do this podcast with an empty mug so i have uh, a new new bag of beans that opened up this morning called a costa rica sonora honey Mm. And it's a light roast, and I my brewing method for those coffee uh, fans out there is I use the V60. So, And I have my lovely DC mug that my mom got at a thrift store. That's, cute. That's cute. Yeah, so <laughs> it's good. It's not bad. And it was roasted a few days ago, so it's really fresh, which is nice.
1: nice. So
0: shout out to uh, Swings Coffee and Alexandria. They're kind of my go-to right now okay. in the area.
1: Cool. Well, I'm drinking, um, well, I went to my local, well, one of the the local uh, coffee shops here um, in my town of Valdosta, Georgia. And the guy, I guess he's the manager of this cafe shop. They've been open maybe about six months or so. So they're still fairly new. And they uh, get some of their beans from this uh, cafe in Savannah called Perk Coffee. Which they roast I feel like their I've heard that beans. name before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never heard of it. I'm definitely going to check them out, you know, whenever I pass through Savannah again. But uh, they, have, they roast their own beans there, and they have this Kenyan bean um, that I brought a few days ago. Um, it was roasted, I think, July 26th. So it's still fairly fresh. Um, but I've been drinking it for about almost a week now. And I've been using my French press because I accidentally broke my pour over. It, I like How'd you do that? Out. I was washing it and I like put it in my dish thing to like dry, and I guess like I put it down too hard and it like cracked. So I was like mm, so sad, and I just haven't. It. I haven't bought a new one yet. I've been kind of lazy. I think COVID-19. you said it was a was it a Chemex? Yeah, yeah. So it's like chipped. So I've used it a few times, even though it was chipped, and I've already like cut myself twice, so I'm like, all right now i I should just throw this away and just go and buy a new one but until then, I've been using the French press because I have both um so I've been using a French press to to brew my coffee still very good um for all the French French press people out there if you're into that kind of thing um I mean, but I do, I still prefer the, the pour over, um, but, you know, beggars can be choosers right now, so, but it, it's very, very good, so shout out, well, first, shout out to my local coffee shop who recommended this, they sold me the bag themselves, um, good coffee, um, and then shout out to uh, the coffee shop who roasted the beans, uh, Perk Coffee out of Savannah, Georgia, so that's my first nice. of day.
0: That's awesome. Is it dark roast, medium roast? It's a medium roast?
1: roast. It's a medium, medium roast. roast.
0: Yeah. yeah. What uh flavor flavor notes are you uh, <laughs> experiencing <laughs> for the coffee yeah. snobs out there?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It has a little bit of chocolate and like um uh what is it like a, a grape? I think they have in there. So it's a weird blend you wouldn't normally associate those two together, but somehow it works. And I mean, I can definitely taste it a little bit and I can smell it. So it's like really like fruity, but not like Mm. acidic fruity.
0: Yes. Uh, um,
1: So it's very nice, very easy to drink. I was expecting something a little more acidic, but it was very like mellow.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, I guess now we can kind of get into the meat of today's topic, which, you know, when we were first thinking about what we wanted to talk about, you know, we have a Google doc and we just kind of write ideas down and, and, you know, throw things out there. And we thought, you know, what's something that everybody is going through right now and has been impacted with? Mm -hmm. And that's obviously living in 2020 with COVID and dealing with being a musician specifically, and the ups and downs that have come with the impact of COVID. So today's discussion is, as we're going to call this, maybe life in a world of COVID. So I want to start off asking you, Javian, you know, what, I guess this all started back in March. Mm -hmm. So what challenges and setbacks have you faced personally and maybe career-wise because of COVID?
1: Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, all musicians, we've definitely felt, the brunt of COVID, maybe more so than any other profession with exception to maybe like the medical field. Um, Because a lot of musicians, particularly those, even if you work in academia, or if you play in a symphony, or if you're just a freelance musician, the COVID situation has really impacted your bottom line, and how you can get work or because there's no really work to have right now. Um, But for me personally, you know, I I teach at uh, Valdosta State University, I'm the trumpet professor. So for us, you know, this happened around mid-March, like a week, I still remember, it was like a week before we went on spring break. Um, I had a group of students, we were preparing to go to national trumpet competition and we kind of got the decision that everything was shutting down, competition was canceled. Um, So all my students were very disappointed. Um, Understandably, you know, it's a week before we, you know, go on this big trip that, you know, preparing months and months to go on and fundraising money to do it. Um, but once everything broke down, we had to kind of figure out, all right, how do we still effectively teach? Um, just like every other professor in, in America, you're kind of trying to figure out, all right, everything's going to go online. What programs do I need to use? How do i make this work how do i still be an effective instructor for my students who still deserve you know great instruction um so for me it was about figuring that out and you know we tried a few different things those first uh few weeks of this of of the breakdown and then you know once we kind of found our groove we're using zoom we're using in our university we use uh, microsoft teams so we use a, a number of programs but for me personally, it was always hard just to kind of figure out how I can be effective uh, as a teacher. And then I think once I would have my lessons with my students, you can kind of see how mentally, uh, not broken, but how like drained they were, you know, being in the house all day. And there, you know, some students are like very concerned about what's happening in the world, understandably, about what's happening in their family. So you really get to kind of see that in person you know when they're at the university you know they're on campus so you're kind of um separated from like their lives at home but you know being able to kind of like really see inside their house and, and see the things that they're dealing with it makes it harder but it also makes it you realize how important what you do is outside of just teaching them how to play trumpet you know, for me, I always value, you know, building the student, the, the person, mm, rather than just, you know, wanting them to be good trumpet players. Obviously, I, I want all that, but I know, like, building the person and, and creating, like, healthy life habits is, is going to be more important than learning how to play a C major scale. Um, so, for me, that was, a, at, for a t- as a teacher... That was the greatest impact. And then the other side of it, I also, you know, like many other musicians, I freelance. So I do a lot of work outside of the university. And then that's probably where COVID has affected me personally the most is that, you know, like a lot of people, I had a lot of concerts and gigs. And, you know, I had some concertos that I was supposed to perform at. Um, and everything got canceled so this some this past summer, you know I was supposed to teach at some music festivals and and play some uh, at some uh, music festivals and of course, all that uh, was cancelled, so that kind of affected you know your financial issues and and trying to figure out how to make up that that revenue that you're you're losing um, so but you know. Luckily for me, I'm in a, a a job that I can still, you know, have a, a baseline income. So I'm very always been like very thankful because I know that's not the situation for a lot of musicians who are like really struggling. But for me personally, you know, there was certainly a hit. But, you know, we kinda have to, you know, make sure we really budget, you know, make sure we're doing these little things and make sure, you know, we're saving and and not you know spending too much money and 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 just really hoping for the best um but now we have this new semester coming up uh we start our semester next monday a week from the the time that we're recording
0: so right
1: now the the there's a lot of anxiety from professors understandably from administrators from students Because even though like we want to be there for our students and we're going to try to give them the best experience, no one really knows. I mean, we have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C, um, but we just don't know, right? So, I mean, we're taking all the necessary steps to try to mitigate any outbreaks. But with the virus being what it is, as contagious as it is, it's kind of really hard to... um, really predict what's going to happen so i think everyone is going to be try to be as flexible as they can be um because it is a, a difficult situation and we kind of it's going to be really a day by day i imagine it being like a day by day um assessment of what's going to happen so who knows and uh after one week of classes they might say eh, it's not worth it we're going to go on <laughs> So I don't know. I, you know, we'll see what happens. How yeah. It? Oh, so affect you?
0: Uh. Well, it's interesting. So I'm a new member of the Air Force ceremonial brass, and January through February, I was in basic training. And when this stuff started going down, every day we have what's called a day room where if you're MTI military training instructor wants to talk to everybody you go in this day room and they also post kind of information you know headlines things that's going on usually like an ESPN one and then usually like a CNN or Fox or whatever and so I remember reading about this thing back in January and all the instructors were like yes yeah, nothing to worry about because it's it's over in China, like it's not going to make its way over here. And it, it was almost like it gave us a little bit of comfort because we were like, all right, well, we're not in contact really with our families besides writing letters. So we didn't think much of it. And then I remember about a week before our graduation, so this was like first week of March, they were asking us questions like if we had family members that in the last month or two months, you know, if they went overseas at all, and if so where and so they're trying to gauge how many people were coming to our graduation that had traveled to these kind of hot spots mm-hmm. and uh because when you graduate you're allowed to bring your family up to the dorms and so now you have you know if there's 48 to 50 guys in your flight times that by you know, any anywhere from like two to 10 family members. I mean, that's a lot of people coming in and out of those dorms. So, you know, they wanted to kind of see what the numbers were. And I remember hearing an instructor say, like, you know, I don't know if we can continue doing, having these family members come up to the dorms, just because, you know, they're coming from all over the world. And, you know, this is going to cause people to get sick. And then literally, the day that my wife and I got to, we live in Alexandria, Virginia. The day that we got here and I went to base to sign on to get my promotion and and take care of some some paperwork was the day that America shut down. And I remember it too, because, you know, I hadn't really been keeping up with the news because I was, you know, on basic training and then everything just like closed. And at first, you know, my wife and I were like, well, we've been gone for two months, you know, separated. So maybe this is an opportunity for us just to kind of hang out. And, you know, because the military, they're just like, yeah, we don't really know what this is going to do for your job since you're new. And they're like, just hang tight. We'll let you know when when we're ready for you. And, um, you know, a week after that, I think they they went from full honors funerals to just, um just the standards to where they just have one bugler going out there and so for me it's been an interesting journey because I've met maybe a handful of people from from the the group in person and uh yeah it's it's very weird it's it's at first it was okay because that you know I was fine but now it's kind of to the point where I'm like okay I kind of want to get to work and figure out what this job is. Cause I won this job almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's been a long process coming. And so, yeah, it's, it's been weird. Uh, again, kind of in your situation, I'm thankful to have steady income coming in. Um, I know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. I freelanced for five years. So I, I can sympathize and, and understand and I have empathy for those musicians that are essentially, you know, aren't having work like I understand what that's like and you know that's one of the reasons why I wanted to pursue this route is to financially set myself up for success but at the same time too you know not a day goes by where I'm not thankful for you know what the military band is providing me you know financially healthcare coverage all this kind of stuff but yeah I mean I I think I had a Easter gig so that would have been like a month not even, it was probably like a couple of weeks after getting out of basic. And then, you know, I found out a week before that that was canceled. And that's when I knew things were kind of going south. But, um, you know, our leadership does a great job of keeping keeping everybody in the loop and, you know, we have contact with them all the time. So I think, um, yeah, at this point, it's just kind of, kind of the waiting game and hopefully everything calms down. But yeah, it's, it's a weird time to come into the band
1: yeah I can say the
0: least can. Uh, especially not really I think I have I have one friend up here that I've known since middle school but other than that it's just my wife and I you know so it's like you don't really have friends yet because you haven't had time to you know spend with people and develop those relationships so it's, right.
1: it's been weird
0: it's been weird man
1: no I believe you so let me ask you that so you know, as, since when you were in basic training, I'm sure you guys were getting like, just snippets of information. Like, what was the vibe like with the other members who were going through basic training? Were everybody, was people like worried about it? Or were people like, eh? Or like, Mm. as things were kind of progressing, what was that like? So, honestly, more
0: people were concerned with Kobe Bryant's death Mm. in the month of January than COVID. I think it was because we weren't getting a lot of the information that we got was literally like a couple sentences about this many people have been impacted. Mm. And so we weren't getting a lot of information you know and our and our drill instructors you know they kind of have to refrain from giving a lot of information as well I think just you know because you are in this training capacity facility where like we don't want distractions. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think it was the same thing like with America, like we underestimated what this thing could do. And I think it kind of kicked us in the butt. And I think we're still dealing with the side effects of underestimating what this thing can do and trying to, you know, live our lives as normal, even though like we have to be able to just sacrifice a little bit of time for this thing to to eventually make its way out. But, um, you know, I think your day to day is so busy. I mean, you're, you're going at least 16 hours a day. And so some days you don't even get to read the board because you're just Mm -hmm. so busy and you're so mentally exhausted. You know, you're, you're sleep deprived. And so you're not really thinking about those things that much. You're just trying to get through or get to the next meal. You know, it's it's very interesting. It's a you know, whereas now you have all the time in the world to just watch news and just to be a consumer, you know, and I think I think being out now in some ways is kind of worse because I have nothing to do, which is kind of segues into, you know, another discussion, which has kind of led to my lip injury mm-hmm. because I have nothing to do. And so i just practice and practice, and, you know, um, and then developed an overuse injury, you know, and it's like you just kind of go stir crazy. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I think, like, the COVID situation, you know, that's a, 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 the other part of it, you know. Of course, we have, like, the financial impact or, you know, canceling up gigs or, you know, s- schools being affected and all that stuff. But, like, as musicians, um, one thing I've found, either for me or for my students is, like, since we're all, like, in our house a lot more than we normally are, that we're accustomed to being, then there's this whole, like, how do you stay motivated i've had a lot of students who and you know myself like i kind of go through phases like probably a lot of people like staying motivated when you know if you're a freelance musician like you know you're practicing you're working on stuff for a gig or you're preparing stuff for an audition but there aren't really any auditions right now or there aren't really any gigs right now or if you know you're practicing over the summer and your students like well what am i really preparing for So like staying motivated in the world of COVID to me is a challenge, challenge for myself and a challenge for like some of my students that I've talked to is like, what do I do? Like, what do like, you know, how do I stay, you know, motivated, how do I keep those goals? Do you have any suggestions for that?
0: Yeah, I think it starts with understanding why you do what you do. So figuring out what that why is, you know, for me, I remember when I lived in Kansas City for a year, my wife was finishing her master's and I was playing $12 big band gigs. Mm. That was basically my music income. I subbed with the symphony up there a few times, but I mean, yeah. I just wasn't able to break in to was the scene. So I was...
1: Was that a low-key flex?
0: Oh, no. no I,
1: <laughs> subbed I, I. the Kansas City Symphony?
0: Uh, no, no, <laughs> okay. I don't... That's another discussion of being kind and, and nice to people because you never know when they're going to be in positions yeah to hire you and to refer you. So I knew the principal and I still know the principal trumpet player there from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was the principal trumpet in Jacksonville Symphony and you know I'd taken some lessons with him and reached out to him and we both ended up at Kansas City at the same time for different reasons and um, yeah just kind of worked out. But. Um, So when I was living in Kansas city at the time, like I was working actually at a preschool um, um, and I was doing that during the week, but I would still come home and practice even though I wasn't doing that for a living. And I think it was because I respect, music for me is a craft. It's not a means to make money. I mean, it is currently obviously, but I don't do it just for that. I don't do it just for gigs. You know, I do it because I like the the challenge that it provides and the discipline that it gives me. And so my why has always been stronger than any outside circumstance. So, for instance, in this case, um, you know, with COVID right now, it's like I don't really have trouble practicing. It's the, quite, it's the opposite of, like, putting the horn down because I just want to go and go because I have all this free time. And it's because I want to figure out how to get 1% better every day. You know, that's kind of like my mantra is just like, just move the needle just day by day and kind of figure out, you know, how to get better. And I think people that are struggling right now, it's, it's two things, their why isn't strong enough or they need to reframe their why and think about, you know, why are they going to music score? Why are they taking these auditions? Why do they practice? You know, cause for some people it's not, it doesn't mean enough to them, you know? Um, and it's, it's tough cause you got to battle with it too. Some of it might be ego, you know, might be things that have, you know, maybe in high school, you were, you know, the best trumpet player, best musician in your band. And so you want to keep that going. And it's like, yeah, it's not a strong enough reason, you know? Um, so for me, that's kind of like how I stay motivated. And it, it's the same thing too, with like working out and exercising. I mean, I have no races signed up. To run this year. I mean, I, I don't run for races. I view races as being a good test and kind of to show me where my fitness is at that day. Um, but it just becomes a lifestyle, you know, practicing, getting better, that's all a lifestyle. And it's kind of like a mental uh what do I want to say? It's just like a way of living, you know, like you don't even question it. It's a way of life. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. Um, and I think people that are also struggling with this probably struggle with discipline within itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you remove the school aspect of being in school and all, they, all of a sudden they falter. I mean, how many students do you know view the summer as being a time where they can kind of skate by? For me, it was the opposite. It was like, I view the summer as the time to really dig in because yeah. when the school year comes, your time is being taken away from you, whether it's class, ensembles, you know, all, all those things.
1: Yeah, I would say like I always made, especially during school, when I was in school, like I made my largest leaps in my playing during the summer because that's like the time. So, oh, I can get better now. Like this is the time to get better. Right. Yeah. You know, I always share this story with my students. Like when I was in grad school and living in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, the summer between my first and second year, I knew I was going to be, you know, applying for DMA programs and I was going to be doing a recital and all all these big things that were going to be happening that next school year. But like that summer, I was like, I'm dedicating all of all of I have all my time to like this craft. Uh, And I remember like I would wake up early every morning. I would, you know, practice, do my routine, you know, go eat breakfast, come back, practice take like a a power nap, come back, do some long tones. And I would do this like every day during that summer. And so like when I got to the school year, I had like all my recital rep was already like under my fingers. I mean, I was still doing some fine tuning and refinement, but like everything was pretty much there. I had my list of colleges that I wanted to apply to. You know, I knew what I was going to do for my recital. I knew everything I wanted to do for that next school year and I made a lot of improvements from that first year to the second year. Um, so I try to like carve and copy that each summer you know when I was in grad school when I went to you know do my doctorate I would do the kind of same approach um, and now that I'm in a, a job <laughs> you know I'm teaching all day for me like the struggle Granted, you know, it's going to be a little different this year with the COVID situation. But I think for me, in terms of like staying motivated in COVID, it's about figuring out um, the little issues that I have in my playing. To me, like, because I'm in this position where I'm like teaching all day and then like at the end of the day, I want to do more practice, but I'm like, a lot of times I'm fatigued, not just physically, but mentally, because I've been playing all day. So for me, it's about figuring out these little things, you know, how can I be more efficient? How can I play with more ease? You know, all these little things that I think will make me a better teacher and make me a more effective teacher when I'm like teaching all day and I have to like demonstrate something for a student. Like, I want to make sure like I'm working really efficient. So in terms of me staying motivated during covid I know, like, once the school starts, like, that's going to be an issue that I need to work on. So, like, every day, I'm just trying to work on, like, these few little fine-tuned things. Like, you know, like you, I'm not preparing for any auditions anytime soon, like, for the right. future, which is a good feeling <laughs> to not, you know, yeah. have that on your shoulders. But uh, for me, it's, it's about, like, trying to fine-tune these things, as well as staying in shape and all those things. But, like, I want to be... better teacher so like for me staying motivated is about like working on these issues that I perceive that I have in my playing to where I can be a better teacher so you know playing with ease working on my endurance how to be really efficient when I'm playing and trying to like do a lot of reading and and listening to master classes like I listen a lot to other trumpet players you know I think one of the best things about the whole COVID situation or like to me, like the one good thing about COVID is that you see all these amazing musicians are posting content online, doing like virtual masterclasses or, you know, posting videos. So there's so much information right now that I think prior to the COVID situation, I think we all felt like we had to go there and either study with that person or, you know, we had to be there in person to get the information, to extract the information. But I think the COVID situation has proven like we can create content online and present it to the masses and they don't necessarily have to be there in person. Um, So I think that's one of the good things about this whole situation that we're living in um, cause I was, I think I might've told you about it. Like I taught a lesson for this music program and I was teaching this kid who lives in London and like sweet kid, really talented. I think he's probably like maybe 13, 12, like he's young in his trumpet playing, but like has like a lot of potential, sweet kid. Um, but like, I would have never prior to COVID, I would have never thought to like do anything like that. So that's helped me stay motivated, you know, to kind of continue to, you know, become a better teacher, create content for students who don't have access to those things, um, as well as like working on my issues that I want to get better at as a trumpet player, as a teacher, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of helped me motivate it, You know, like you said, like, this is a craft when I talk to people who don't know what I do, you know, they say, Oh, you play trumpet. Cool. But I, and I explain to them like, Oh, I have to practice every day. I have to really work on this skill. Like they don't really understand it. They think like, Oh, you play trumpet. You know, you might have to practice every once in a while, but like they don't understand, like it's the grind of it all. So a lot of times I use like sports analogy, like, like a marathon runner preparing for a marathon, it's like they have to condition their bodies every day for that that race that they're preparing for or just to stay in shape. And then they kind of get it. So, you know, I'm always trying to fine tune and and work on that craft the way you kind of put it um because that's just what we do and that's what we have to do.
0: Yeah, no no, I agree and, and from what your response was, it sounds like you're setting goals. And so I think some people kind of need to start there, set a goal, whether it's, you know, just picking up the horn and just playing every day, you know, and set the goals low. I've been trying to do this where I've, you know, all right, I'm going to work on these etudes and have this down and record these etudes every week. And by the end of the week, I'm frazzled because I'm like, this is a lot of stuff. And I haven't really been able to go deep within this material. And so it's like, all right, well, maybe I need to lower my standards maybe it's just one etude or even a half of an two, but really like in-depth type of thing and so I think it starts there it's like setting goals for yourself you know really trying to figure out like reassessing your playing come up with a strengths and, and weaknesses list and and just being honest with yourself like understanding like yeah like when I'm not in school or I don't have gigs my motivation plummets and so then it's like okay well we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know when gigs are going to come back. You know, we don't know if the school environment, I mean, a lot of people are going to be virtual in the fall. So like they're going to lose that kind of environment. So they have to kind of create that environment for themselves. And that's hard to do. Some people, like you said, they don't have the space, you know, they may not have good practice space. Some people may not be able to practice at their homes. You know, mm-hmm. if they live in apartments, that's tough. Yeah. You know, so they got to figure out, I mean, I have friends, we have friends that are practicing in their cars and and kind of doing that whole thing. And it's, it's tough, mm-hmm. you know, so you got to kind of be creative and kind of figure out the solution because it's not forever, right? Yeah. Like this thing at some point will pass this season, but as we're in the middle of it now, you got to figure out how to make it through the best that you can and just being okay with like, yeah, maybe I'm not able to do as much as I could if I was in a school environment, but some is better than none. Yeah. Um, and that's tough. So let me ask you this, like, mm-hmm. besides just the practicing and the playing, apparently this term, the COVID-15 or whatever, is like a <laughs> thing.
1: Yep, um, I can see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been like hearing people talk about that. And so you know, again, one of the things we want to address on this podcast is just like more than just trumpet playing, more than just a musician. Like that's what you do, but that doesn't define you. That's not yeah. like your identity. So like your lifestyle routines, like how has that gone in the last, what, five months or so? Like yeah. working out. I mean, gyms are closed. So if you go to the gym, that's a setback in some ways. Um, you know, there's there's different trials that people are going through. Yeah. So, what have you been able to do, or what things have you faced and had to like kind of overcome, or still overcoming? Like, maybe you're like, dude, I haven't figured it out. Excuse me, my cat Louie is getting in the so. <laughs> way. I have two up. cats. They usually uh, nap at this time. So, uh, as long as he doesn't knock over the,
1: the phone, we're no, good. good. But Canals anyway, we're good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I honestly, in that situation where I, I'm still trying to figure it out, Um, you know anybody who knows me, and, and I know you know this already, that you know fitness is something that has become part of my life about maybe five years ago. So I'm one of those people who likes to lift weights, you know, get in the whole like fitness scene, and you know I try to be like very healthy about what I eat. Um, but since COVID and the gyms are you know a lot of them are closed, they were closed. Now they're starting to reopen. Um, I haven't felt comfortable enough to like start going back to gyms. I know I see, I roll by my gym sometimes, which is, you know, luckily not far from where I live, but like, I see people going in and I'm just like, I'm sad. Cause I want to go, <laughs> right, <laughs> but I am right. I, not at a place where I feel comfortable yet to go to the gym. Um, so like these past few months have been very difficult for me personally, because although like, you know, especially early on in the, the shutdown, I was doing a lot of like home workouts and trying to supplement as much as I can. Um, but I think even that is not what I'm used to cause I'm used to like lifting weights and all that other stuff. And even though like, you know, I still can do certain exercises like pushups or, you know, sit-ups and sort of stuff like that to kind of supplement lifting weights. Uh, it has been very difficult. Um, like, I think for me, luckily, since I haven't been going to the gym, I've been trying to be more focused on like what I eat and trying to be more rigid about like what I eat, how much I eat, and all those different things. Um, I kind of follow a ketogenic diet for the most part. And for those who don't know what keto is, it's kind of a, a low-carb, high-fat diet. So I, I'm not as strict with it as maybe some people like you know i definitely try to keep my carbs low i I mean i might eat carbs every once in a while um because i think there is some value in eating carbs Um, so i I try to keep my intake low i try to keep my sugar intake low as much as i can because i do have a sweet tooth So I know that about myself. So I try Mm -hmm. to like find other ways to satisfy that without actually eating a lot of like sugary foods or snacks like that. Because I'm a big snacker. Unfortunately, I I hate that part of about myself. So (laughs) I have to like buy snacks that are like low carb snacks, like fruits, like certain fruits, like uh, like nuts, like almonds or something like that, or like the chocolate covered. uh, Oh, there I think it's cocoa cover almonds which are like low carb but they're like sweet and they're a good snack they're they're very filling so that's like the perfect kind of snack for me something that's filling that's kind of low carb that's you know good and like fats and proteins and 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 nutrients and all those good things so that's kind of like the perfect snack for me so for me it's been about eating trying to eat as well as I can through this situation um and, and as far as like the working out I've been running. You know, I've kind of gotten this routine where I get up in the morning around like 7:30. I go for a walk or a run, depending on the day. Sometimes I go for a run around like eight. I'll run around my neighborhood, or sometimes I'll go to the university and run around campus just to kind of get a change of scenery. Um, and then, you know, I go throughout my day, and then in the evening time, if I went for a walk in the eve in the morning then i'll go for a run in the evening time or vice versa if i went for a walk i go for a run or run in a walk um that way I'm, I'm trying to stay active and you know to me that's kind of what i've been doing the past few weeks but i do want to like either invest in some like free weights or some type of weights i gotta find a place to put them because i don't know where i'm gonna put them yet <laughs> but i'll figure that out once i get them um but you know, I've been thinking about going back to the gym, maybe like super, super early in the morning, like maybe like around 5.30 um, before Mm. there's nobody in there.
0: The 5.30 Uh, club.
1: Yeah, the 5.30 club. Maybe I'll go in there like super early and then like just get a, you know, hour workout or just like lifting weights. And then I can like do other things outside of that. Um, So I'm, I'm leaning towards doing that uh but we'll see i'll keep i'll keep you updated on this uh i'm still i'm definitely in the camp of still figuring it out but i think what i've had most success with i haven't gained 15 pounds actually my weight has been like pretty like consistent within like a five pound range yeah um so that's good that's good for me because I'm, yeah, I'm one of those people that I put on weight very easily, either like mm-hmm. muscle or just like bad weight. Um, so right now I'm like at a pretty consistent um, weight throughout this whole COVID. So I haven't put on a 15, but I knew that would be an issue for me. So which is why I was like, all right, I have to eat like pretty clean in order to like maintain like a certain weight. So I don't like blow up because I can easily blow up. <laughs> so that's been my struggle, but it has definitely been a struggle, you know I think i aside from like all the music stuff, like this has been the biggest struggle for me. It's like the whole like working out and trying to figure out how to supplement my r- workouts when I don't have access to a gym so yeah,
0: yeah, and that kind of it's where you gotta be creative. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and you know, because gyms have closed, he just stopped working out. And I was like, really? That's all it took? Was a gym to close for you to stop working out? And I'm like, All right, so is this thing a lifestyle thing? Is this something that you really value, you know, or not? Because if it is, then you'll find a way. Um yeah, it's super interesting, man. People get met with a little bit of resistance and then they falter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and and luckily for me, you know, I'm a big long distance runner. So I don't need a gym for that. And then once I got out of basic, I continued with doing some just like body weight stuff. And the only thing I don't have is a push up bar. I'm mm. sorry, a pull up bar. Mm-hmm. And so there's a field, not even, I don't know, maybe like a hundred feet or not a hundred feet. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like right across from where our our condo is, and uh, I literally do pull ups on these like soccer goalposts Mm. like I go over there and grip it and just and just go you know so I'm trying to get creative
1: huh how many uh pull-ups are pumping
0: so uh what was it a week and a half ago I did the Murph challenge Mm. so for those of you that don't know what that is you start with a one mile run then it's 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups 300 uh squats and then you finish with a mile run And So I was able to complete the whole thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, and again, it's about setting challenges for yourself. Like I was like, all right, what can I do that will make me excited about working out for the next, you know, six weeks. And so I sent my buddy a text, like at the end of June, I was like, Hey man, first, first weekend in August, let's do this. He's like, all right. Cause he's done it before, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and again, it's like, this is another avenue where I can like set goals and, kind of watch myself grow you know and it's 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 fun it's exciting and it's it's like you said I think there's something to be said about working out and what that does for you mentally I mean I don't know last week because of the Murph thing I had to take a couple days off from running because my legs were just toast from all those squats and so I started running not running started walking Mm -hmm. and walking is amazing like it is so underrated it is And I realized, like, as I was was walking, like, wow, the slower you move, the more you can see. Mm -hmm.
1: And I was
0: like, this is like when you practice, the slower you practice things, the slower you move in the session, the more you can see, the more you realize, like, what's good, what isn't. You know, that's why so many people talk about, like, recording something, then listening back to it at, like, half speed, that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, well... just practice it at half speed you'll hear everything mm-hmm. you know um so yeah for me like this this hasn't really impacted my working out at all in fact it's allowed me to do it more so um which has been nice like I don't have to like fight for it as much because I'm like oh I don't have anything to take away from it so I can kind of schedule out my, my running if anything really it's just like battling through the summer months and the heat you know yeah. running out there for like an hour and it's like 90 to a hundred degrees. Like that's really the challenge.
1: I don't know how you do it, man.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, years of conditioning. We'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And uh, mental, mental strength, discipline, you know, again, it goes back to the why, like the why? Yeah. why are you going out there and doing that? For me, it's like with my physical health, it's more so setting an example for when my wife and I have children, like showing the importance of this and like, you know, it's one thing to talk about it, you know, and have your child see that, but it's like when they see their father going out there and running, like, they're like, Oh, my dad runs. He actually does the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to create that kind of culture and lifestyle for whenever we have children.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. now uh, you know, <laughs>
0: um, so real quick before we close up, cause people listening to this are probably like, all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> So the past week, what have you been checking out musically or podcast related or books? I mean, you mentioned both, like you're kind of digging into um, like YouTube videos, things of that. Anything that you came across in the last week that you think listeners might benefit from or myself too?
1: Um, Well, I've been listening to, so I get inspiration by like listening to great musicians and not just like trumpet players or classical music it can be any type of music so it can be like you know pop you know r&b hip-hop jazz like anything like that like when i hear like good musicians and they're performing especially if they're performing live or something like that like i get like a lot of inspiration like that excites me that that makes me say all right i need to go practice so even though i'm kind of late to the game um there's a group that I, I listened to. I've been listening to the past few days because I came across their their newest videos. Even though they released the videos like five months ago, this group called Dirty Loops. I know you know them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I recently, I think, uh, last week, um, came across their newest um, videos um, from their new projects, and so I was listening to it. Like, I think they released like three newish songs and like this group is so incredible um they're on youtube check them out um all their stuff is on youtube i've had their last album i actually got my dad into this group like when i first heard them, i guess this might have been like five six years six years ago i said i so i told my dad to check it out he's and he's like all about us so he even brought like their album when they released their first album and um so like they released this new music and i'm like been listening to it a lot because it's not even though it's pop-ish it's like the best version of pop music because like it's very artistic the musicianship is the highest level you can you can have i think they're all like uh classically or they're all trained musicians i think most of their backgrounds are in jazz music um they're from sweden so they all went to the national conservatory out in sweden um so they're like well-trained musicians and you can certainly hear that in their music um so i've been listening to that and that's been like giving me just a lot of motivation and inspiration to practice because like even though i'm you know a college professor um and, you know, I think sometimes our perception, the way people see it is like, oh, we have everything figured out, you know, which is so far from the truth. Right. Like, I hear <laughs> you guys play. It makes me it's like, holy crap. I know nothing about music.
0: <laughs> I, I tell you, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. With you.
1: Yeah. So that's what I've been listening to. That's what's been like giving me my like the kick in my butt of inspiration the past like week, just listening to their videos on the past over the past week or so. Um, so what about you? What have you been listening to or podcasts or anything?
0: Yeah, so um Spotify, they do the whole discover weekly thing. Mm-hmm. So I try to listen to that all the way through. And then what I'll do is I'll heart or favorite like what I like, and then I'll go back because they make like a separate playlist for you mm-hmm. of all the songs that you liked or gave it a heart. Mm-hmm. So this one guy, Sean C. Johnson, he's like a gospel R&B groove type mm-hmm. of artist. It is good. I'm like, dang, man, like this stuff's killing. So um I've been listening to a lot of his stuff. And the great thing too, because I don't have Spotify premium, you know, I like to save the eight bucks a month or whatever it is, a lot of times they'll
1: play songs. What was that? I said if you get Spotify, you get Hulu too. So you know, package this. Ah yeah. Yeah. That's
0: true. (laughs) Um so like a lot of times because I don't have the uh, premium, like I'll listen to some of his stuff and then they'll just play other artists that are kind of like similar to that kind of style. So I've been able to like get exposed to a whole new set of artists that are out there which has been great. And then also, you know, from a trumpet player standpoint, uh, Phil Smith, like I'll just go on YouTube and just like listen to some of his stuff. Poke yeah. um, on, like love his thing. Oh
1: I yeah. Mean, I'm sure you've been checking out his uh, Charlie A recordings. Oh fun. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's been, that's, yeah, that's a game changer right there, man. It's it makes you like,
1: how the heck?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, and then you just watch him play and he just has total control. Yeah over everything that he does. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, man. It just shows you like, well, I was talking to a friend yesterday and, and there's this quote that I'm probably gonna, you know, screw up right now, but it was basically saying that like, you're always a work in progress, you're never a finished product. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me because, I mean, just kind of like what you said earlier, was that like, just because we have these quote unquote professional jobs, people assume that we have things figured out and we don't, you know, we may have some things figured out, but there's a whole wealth of knowledge and things that we, we don't yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was telling my friend, I was like, yeah, you're not a finished product until you die.
1: <laughs> Cause then it's
0: done. It is what it is. So when you're dead, like that's the finished product. So yeah. um, and that kind of can keep you motivated too. Is just understanding like, when you're not getting mastery over whatever you're doing, it's like, yeah, you haven't mastered it yet. Like there's still work to be done.
1: Yeah. And I I would add to like, like you say, even though we have these jobs, you know, me teaching at university and you playing in the air force, I think like at the end of the day, we're, we're continuing to work on our skill on our craft every day. And even the day that we won our audition, our jobs, like we had a good day, you know, it's just one day. You know, it's not like we were a finished product and we won a job. It's like, oh, I had a good day. You know, I worked hard. I did all this preparation for this audition. And I was very fortunate because as you know, like music, what we do is very subjective. You know, someone might hear one thing, someone else might hear another thing. But in this audition that we both took for our jobs, it's like, I had a good day. I was prepared that one day. Um, doesn't mean I have it all figured out it's just like that one day you know I played well and it was a you know I, I did all this work prior to prepare for this thing but it was just this one day it's not like I'm now done you know it's like all right, that one right. Day I put it away and now it's on to like the next thing continue to like prepare and prepare and prepare chipping away yeah
0: For sure. I mean, I remember talking to friends about it and I was like, you know, if the audition was, you know, the next day I may not have won, you know? You don't know how your chops are going to respond day to day.
1: Yeah, You hope for
0: consistency.
1: Yeah, I remember I can't remember who it was. He's uh, he's a principal trumpet player of a major orchestra. I remember being in a master class. I cannot remember who he was, but the quote he said always just like stuck to me. He's like, yeah, I won this audition, but honestly, I just had a good chop day, and that's what it came out. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I, you know, there's the preparation aspect, and that can be a whole other topic about, like, preparing for auditions and teaching, uh, teaching jobs and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it, too, is luck, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if your competition has bad chop days, like, you know, and you don't, like, you kind of, luck out, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, what we do is hard enough, and so um, I think both of us have an appreciation for just being employed in general, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think we both know what it's like to be on the other side, and, and to understand that, like, this can easily be taken away at any point, especially now, me going through this rehab get my face back in shape and injuries and and all that like it it's a real thing like this thing that you do can be gone in a second or in a day so yeah yeah, it's it's scary but it also makes you appreciate it more
1: yeah absolutely
0: so anyway um yeah good first episode
1: i think yeah i think i hope so a a few good things
0: yeah maybe um, some people can can grab some some nuggets of of javian wisdom over there
1: <laughs> well, um,
0: so yeah, I guess to kind of sum it up, I mean, our goal, I think right now is to try to post I oh, don't know, they're gonna hold us to this maybe two a month,
1: yeah, I think so,
0: thanks yeah. set the standards set the bar low, so set if we come out with bar three bar. a month, we'll hey. be overachievers overachievers, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. So So there's a
0: learning curve for us that we're going to be figuring out. So just be patient. But um, yeah, I think that's, that's the plan.
1: Right. Well, Tyler, before we go, where can our listeners uh, follow you on social media?
0: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I think my Instagram handle (laughs) is Tyler Duncan 91 or Tyler W Duncan 91. I'm not sure, but I think you can find me on there. And then same thing with uh, Facebook, Tyler Duncan. So you can find me on that. Um, And what about you, man?
1: Um, You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, My handle is, I think, nerdyprof07. sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds about right. Nerdyprof07. And then my name, Javian, on Facebook and Twitter, as well as nerdyprof07 or zero seven um, for anybody who wants to follow. Um, and we'll, we'll be posting stuff on our Instagrams. And you can also follow this podcast on Instagram at um, Coffee and Clarks on Instagram, Facebook. And we haven't talked about doing Twitter, but we'll probably just stick to those two platforms from now and, and, and kind of go from there.
0: Yeah, and then coming up, the, we'll be posting this stuff on YouTube as well. So you guys can have access to that get the video and then working our way through SoundCloud and then hope hopefully uh Apple Podcasts too. So we'll be sure to keep you guys updated on all of those things. Um cool man, well this was fun.
1: It was. I enjoyed it
0: was. the the conversation with you.
1: Yeah, and some cup of coffee as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, mine's done, so I might have a second and start practicing. So
1: yeah, I already did my practice session this morning. So you no, know, look at you, <laughs> the perks. I'm
0: already getting after it. I love it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it was a joy to chat with you. All Looking right. forward to the next one. Down All right, to Looking
1: forward
0: to All right see you.
1: All right, talk to you later.